Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Do you know what I feel like doing? Of course. I feel like kicking back, relaxing, and getting comfy. Welcome to the Get Comfy Podcast. I'm your host, Kalo, as always, here to give you the lowdown and all things that are con-related, and I'm joined by my co-host. It's his con man to his comic hook heroes, him on the mic, and I'm here conning you guys out of money. And before we get into today's pod, I'd like to say thank you to anybody and everybody who is liking and sharing this podcast with anybody and everybody you know. So, we... We're just at New York Comic Con. By the time this podcast goes up, it's been a few weeks. We like to decompress and really give you our full-fledged thoughts of the event. Again, we've seen all the panels, we've done all the talking, and now it's time to do a review and just put it out there into the world. Um, if New York Comic Con hears us, thank you for having us out. We really do appreciate it. It was a fun time as per usual, and it's a great time to be back in the con setting. Oh, it was great. Like, you know, we went there 2019. We went there. We were supposed to go to 2020, but, you know, pandemic. And in 2021, also, things were still fairly new. You know, not everyone had uh, quarantine, but back at it again. Our hometown, the shadow of New Jersey, as um, WWE likes to call it. Uh, No, we're in the shadow of New Jersey. But um, it was great. And, you know, once again, Comic-Con, thank you so much for giving us the passes like you guys do every year for us. It's just a great time. And just see everyone just dress up. First of all, Kim talk did you see this sign where a guy was walking around with a sign saying, if you can afford Comic-Con, you can afford the Orient. Tell me if you saw that, Kev. Which one? The guy wearing, oh, he was a full out he had a mask over his face, and he had a sign, and he was saying, if you can afford Con, you can afford the Orient. Oh, that guy chose violence. <laughs> He very much did, but uh, he, he, you know. got, he got up on the first day of Comic Con. He's like, "I know what I'm doing, and we're fighting." So, uh, just a general thing, and this is my thing in 2019. Um, first right now. The old now, but the amount of people that come in cosplay, and it's like really, really good cosplay, like. Mm-hmm. These people spend months, weeks, years of their lives like perfecting these these cosplays of mm-hmm. their favorite characters, of there whatever. Was, it's was, amazing. It really is. This is one guy I saw in 2019, and he came back again this year wearing it. He had a replica suit of Deadpool 2 Deadpool from the second movie. And it's full leather. It has the whole weapons and all that. And I asked him, and then I, and I seen it before. I seen where he got it for. And I was like, dude, dude. I remember you. You're the one who had this back in 2019. How much did you spend? He's like four thousand dollars on that whole suit. I'm like, that's literally bedonkulous. That's crazy that you are spending four thousand dollars on a suit that you can only wear maybe once, twice a year, Halloween included. Yeah, and I want to um, give a shout out to one of our mutual friends at the radio station. Um, who is a cosplayer. He went to TwitchCon dressed up as the Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Marvis. And uh, he's, his Instagram handle is the Black Bob Ross. Yeah. Great artist, too, by the way. Go follow him. Amazing work, as per usual. But he, much like other people here at Comic-Con, do these cosplays. And you see them put in the work. You see him put in the work to yeah. make these suits, the detail, the, like everything that goes into it. 
it's meticulous. It's great. And, you know, for those people to have their moment and there are these competitions, there was one at TwitchCon he went to, but there also was one at New York Comic Con. And also the one at the after party as well. Exactly. And like people do that and like they show up the first day, like Thursday or they do Friday and then they come the next day as something completely different. Like who's funding this? Yeah. It's like, where are you? I'm, I'm, I, I have a decent job, get paid. But somehow, some way, if I ever decide to dress up, I was talking to our friend Joe, and I said one year when I'm absolutely ripped out of my mind, I'm gonna go down as Kratos, and I'm like, from God of War, yeah, and I'm like, like how am I gonna be able to afford that? Granted, his costume's not much. It's not much, but, but, but it, like it it'll up. cost a little bit to get into. And and you mentioned Joe. Joe went as his anime character Anosuke, and he yes. told me this. On Friday, he went. Oh, uh, dude! And he told me the story where, um, you know, he's going around. He has a shirt on, and you know, one guy goes up to him. Oh, nice costume. Let me take a photo. The moment this, and he's not that shredded at all. Um, he takes his shirt off, and he, and he, you, you can vouch for me. He told me fifteen girls. I, I not to cut you off, <laughs> but I was standing there. And, like, we were eating lunch, and then he was like, you know what, I think I'm going to do it. I'm like, hey, do it. Might as well. And we, like, I said it jokingly. I was like, oh, you know, all the girls are going to come up to you. (laughs) We went back on the floor. And it was just, like, yes, like, he got nods from other dudes. Like, you expect it because, like, they're fans of One Piece. And, you know. No, it's Demon Slayer, first of all. Demon Slayer. You you were about to get flooded. I was about to get flooded. I, I know, I know. But um, fans of Demon Slayer, and like it's like a no skate, like oh my gosh, like they say, like they say what's up, yeah. And then it's like oh, you see another no and like they they take a picture together, and, like and then like, the girls were dressed up in like Chun Li and like something else, yeah. And they're like oh my gosh, can we take a picture with you? And it was like it was not only the dudes, it was the girls, it was the children. There were kids like saying like, can I take a picture with you? I was like, we were there with Nick and we were both like standing in the corner, like just observing this all happen. We both nudged each other and we we're like, all right, we're going to take talent and like, see, see how many yeah. girls, how many people come up to Joe at like dressed up. And, like, can I take a picture? Yeah. 15. And, and, like, he was standing there the whole time. Like, oh, it's not that many. Like it's, it's whatever. Modest wasn't the word. I was like, it's fifteen. So, like and, this, and my, you're slightly an influencer here. Fifth, like people are coming up to take five pictures of you. Five of them were attractive, and there were some. <laughs> and what do you mean? You, you're one of them. You're one of the five that were attractive. That extra hey. photo, Kim. Um, no problem. I got you. And then he said there were one girl who actually, after taking a photo with a group of Thanks. people, he, she was like, "Oh, can I take a selfie with you now?" And I'm just like, and I was like, you should have got her Instagram, dude. She was all over you. See, that was the thing. Like, he just, he was a celebrity. Man's dressed up. And, like, it, it's so cool. And, like, that's, you know, we joke about it. But, like, that's the thing. People can be average people. Joe is not average. He, he is a bearded brother like me. And, you know, people can just do their nine to fives and then go to Comic-Con dressed up as their favorite character and all of a sudden, it's like you identify with these people. Like you, you recognize your fandom is far beyond like what you expect, and it, it's just a cool thing to see. Like it really gets you into the mode of Comic Con and everything. But um, I want to talk about the show in general, and I call it the show. I talk about the con, but this year felt different, and it's not for the faint of you know 
been a while since we've been there. No, Comic-Con always feels the same because it's big. There are a lot of big names there ready to present their next biggest project or big announcements. And I was there on Thursday to be a part of the Super Mario Brothers panel. I got to see Jack Black in person. He did his Bowser voice. That was freaking insane. Like, that for me at least, and there, there was the Back to the Future reunion. Jamie Lee Curtis was there for Halloween. There was some Smallville. Smallville yeah. panel. Velma was there. Like, there were a lot of people. But yeah. for me this year and, like, compared to other years, I don't know. There were a lot less big heavy hitters there. Am, am I wrong in saying that? No, no, you're right. And that slowly and we talked about this after the con was over that it's because Marvel now has D23 and they're like the well and I feel like the Deadpool thing could have been here at New York Comic Con as well but and like Blade but as of right now those movies have been you know postponed and pushed back but no I agree with you that um, there weren't a lot of heavy hitters at the instance and I made the joke that first of all every year when we go I feel like the floor is on the station like it's, it's on a circle pad and it just moved because you would go back and then you'd be like, oh, I'll go back to that booth. And you were like, where the fuck is this booth? It was just here two seconds ago. And it feels like it's on a freaking rotation and you can never find it. It's crazy. And I, I know we went, we went off on the topic, but I want to go back to the uh, cosplay real quick mm-hmm. with some um, Joe. Because um, when I went there on Saturday, somebody else dressed up as a Nosuke. Uh, and wore the mask that my buddy has, Joe, but he didn't, he decided he didn't bring it. He was shirtless walking around, and every time I saw him, no one went up to him and asked for a photo. And the guy wasn't, like, chubby. He was, like, skinny. And I'm like, well, Joe's hotter than that guy. Got it. Joe no is top going... tier. Let's just say that right now. Joe is delectable. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. I mean, he needs to hear the snap. Because I always tell him all the time, put my bottom all the way up to 100. Okay, so can you say it again one more time? I was Joe saying Joe is top tier. Joe is delectable. It's being said on the podcast for your entertainment and for your your proof. It's always here. Your guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Now, talking about stuff we've seen at Comic-Con. Now, I know know it's been a trend for you. This is like your favorite thing. This is the thing you've, you've looked forward to all year because the second we got the invite, you were like, all right, it's time to start instigating. Like, you yeah. you flipped the switch. Boop. Once I got that pass, I'm like, Kev, it's going to be a great time. So, when we got on the floor, and Joe was there to witness this, he, he was the one, he was taking up your mantle. And mm-hmm. I, I'll never forgive him for this. This, this, this. this is why we're best friends. Yeah. Joe and I have been friends since the first grade, and now you can see it. You spend the whole day hanging out with him. You can see why me and him are friends. So there was a booth there. There were multiple booths. And then I'll address another instance. And I mentioned I want to cosplay as Kratos one day. And there were... Don't tell me you saw the thing. If I know where you're... There was a booth. There were multiple booths where they sold weapons from various franchises of anime, you know, movies, and video games. And what Mm -hmm. was there, just, just on the table... The Leviathan Axe from God of War. The axe he we- he uses in God of War 2018. Yeah. I've never been so tempted in my life to purchase something like that. Worse, and remember when we went in 2019, what tempted me was the flash ring, and I didn't get that. And I was, and I was close. I was, I was like, tempting you over at the little devil, like, yes. Exactly. 
So the one thing holding me back was the the axe, at least to me, wasn't big enough. Of course, like bigger is better. That's what I want. I need something with full size, detail. Size doesn't matter. Size doesn't it's matter. Pretty average, if you ask me. You know, um, but, it's not the size. It's not the size of the matter. It's how you use it, Kevin. Right? Exactly. Now, I was perusing the floor and we came across yet another booth with the axe and then another one and i was like all right y'all gotta stop okay like um it's a sign i took it as a sign like the last day i took it as a sign i was like i'm here for work i'm not gonna do this and be counterintuitive and spend money when i'm making money you know yeah but sometimes you do gotta spend money to make money but uh what i did end up purchasing was these cool like there's a little booth in the middle of yeah. the, the con. It was right next to the One Piece booth. And it was this company that makes these little Lego like figurines. And they had a giant Pikachu and a giant Pac-Man. But what caught my eye were these little Pokemon statues. And what was cool about it is these statues looked like the little sprites in the old Game Boy Color game. Yeah. So I was like immediately like, yo, like this is straight flames. Like, hey this this is this is a spot so i bought like a gengar mewtwo my favorite grass starter turtwig there wasn't a mudkip i was upset because and joe and i got into a debate because we brought you up oh. you said you didn't like you were like gen 2 gen 2 gen 2 but gen yeah, 3 gen starters you know no 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 so let, me, let me hear me out when it comes to pokemon in generation gen 3 is better than gen 2 i 100 percent agree when it comes to story wise, I I'm, and I'm not talking about the remake of um, Emerald or whatever. I'm talking uh, I'm talking about when you when you're comparing uh, straight up hardcore hard over in Pokemon Ruby Emerald story purposes. I think Gen Two has the better story purpose because you go back to the Kanto region and you face all the agents from Kanto and you face Red. That's why I always think Gen 2 is the better Pokemon game, because you get to face the previous protagonist. You can't do that in any other games. That's why I say Gen 2 is my favorite. Okay, so a clarification on the board for uh, yeah. DJM. Now, Mudkip is still my first starter. I just want to say exactly. Mudkip. You know, Mudkip is, I love Mudkip. He's my dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I was like, oh, this is perfect for my setup. Yeah. I love, like, I got the Mewtwo and Gengar look dope. Turtwig looks amazing. You need, you need to send me a snap later. Yeah, I, I got him up here. But um, I have yet to build the Kyogre because that, like, takes a long time and I don't have the mental <laughs> capacity to sit there and construct this again. But, um, yeah, that booth was cool. Um, how much did, let's write how much did you spend at, at that booth? Not as much as I thought I would. I'm gonna give me a number. I'm not gonna give a number to the public. Give me a number. That's give the number to the public. Closed doors. No, give the number to the public. Right, How less than do? seventy. But more than fifty. No. More than forty. Yes. Okay. Sweet spot. Sweet spot. Forty-five dollars. It's just around, you know. But hey, like it's it's cool stuff. Now, as yeah. far as stuff I've seen at Comic Con, then we'll get into stuff you liked about Comic Con. Oh. Um, because we're still on Kratos and things like that. I've seen a giant oh, statue of Kratos. Dude. And then that said that, uh, please adopt me. What it said was really adorable. Joe and I were wondering, like, all right, you buy this giant yeah, life where, size where do you put it? It's like, do they just, like, kind of, like, slap you in the ass and be like, all right, take it. <laughs> like, <laughs> wheel it around Comic-Con like it's yours. <laughs> but, like, that has to be a thing where, like, they mail it to your house or... They mail it or they hold it up. Oh, unless if you drove here and have a car. 
because Teddy was like, oh, you could just use it as a coat hanger when you open your door. You have it like, right there. Bro, when I seen that statue, I was like, yo, how fire would that look back here? Yo. But I was like, relax. That statue is <laughs> probably like $1,600 that I don't need to spend here. Or in general. Yeah. But um, as far as like TV shows and stuff we've seen at Comic-Con, we did a whole podcast. It was a Velma. Velma was... There's a lot of flack around that series. And, yeah. you know, that's just the internet being the internet. But, mm-hmm. again, I always preach for the fact of innovation and making the character your own. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Like, that's exactly what they're doing. And for the fact, it's not a kid's show. It's like an animated yeah. adult version of Velma. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm open to watching it. Before we continue the show, I wanted to take a little time to talk about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations. And the more freeing solution is to find the things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique. And what works for someone else might not really work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. And for me personally, that's huge. I know that I am not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know that I'm not getting up at four in the morning to go work out. But by using Noom and having that little more of uh, flexibility and stability, it certainly helps with my journey here. Noom also makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons that help you gain confidence and a practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and cognitive behavioral approaches that teach you how to be mindful of your habit. 75% of Noom weight loss users finished the program, and more than 60% of users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that is Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash believe bl hbo's been nice to us hbo has been treating nice to us as well. it's like i don't um, really have it, a reason to be like no not at all no i mean hbo hooked us up not only with the velma but also the titans that was on sundays and doom patrol as well which they're doing blood, blood and love so hopefully they could do that uh judas contract with that because i i love the judas that's the comic book Sorry, but anyway, go, I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, like, we did a whole podcast about the Super Mario Bros. movie. Go check that out. Yeah. Get comfy game break. Um, but as far as, like, everything else goes, there wasn't a big Marvel presence. Again, the bigger announcement coming up to Comic-Con was the Deadpool 3 reveal. Yeah. You know, She-Hulk's finale was today. There's a whole spin for that. But, yeah, like, I, I very much agree with you what you said. Companies are now looking at themselves and being like, well, we're hosting our own things to reveal yeah. to the world. We don't really need to be at these events. Like, We don't need to pay this convention. Yeah, anymore. it's cheaper on yeah. them. But um, yeah. I do feel like what Comic-Con is good for, and it's always been good for, TV shows. Yeah, up-and-coming up shows, up-and-coming movie, yeah. movies and all that. Um, I'm surprised because Big Nuts, is the, their new show is coming out, new season is coming out October 23rd. They weren't out of this year at all, which I was really surprised and taken back by it. But that's not here or there. But yeah, um, what I love, 
about Comic Con, what, what I saw, just like you with the flash rings, I saw the Green Lantern ring. Yep. It was in a little box, and I saw, and even though we were in two separate areas, you, I heard your voice in the back of your head. You're like, get it, get it, come on. This is payback for the flash ring, come on, get it, get it. And I closed the box, and I'm like, Nope, thank God I was with our friend Teddy because Teddy just kept moving. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to lose him. Let's go. I don't want to buy it. Nope. Um, I saw. Oh, you always say something. Hmm? You're about to say something. You open your mouth. No, no, no. No, no. And then I saw a um, something, you know, wrestling related. I saw a a CM Punk jersey that was supposed to come out in AEW before the con before the controversy happened. Like I was able to get it, a prototype version, XL, and it was signed by CM Punk. The guy was selling it for five hundred dollars, and I'm like, nope, it's not my size. And then I'm like, it's not worth five hundred. Jersey was worth one hundred twenty-five dollars on the shop, so you can go suck my balls. <laughs> but there was a there was a Titans boot that I saw, and I thought, oh, they're gonna you know give me something. No, you just take a photo of a boot. I waited in line for that. I actually went up as Red Hood. And I got complimented with wearing my mask. And a lot of people were wearing masks themselves. And some of them weren't as cool. Front-wise, mine, I feel like mine and Teddy even pointed out that mine was better than a lot of people there. I took a couple photos. I got compliments as well. It was cool. I enjoyed it. Like I told you and I told Teddy, it felt less with the boots-wise and everything like that. The chauffeur felt less. Maybe because when we went there, they had the Krusty Krab thing. And I took like half the entranceway. But for me, for whatever reason, I don't know what it was. The bottom floor, the second level, that was also gone. That used to be with the fungal booth. Was, that wasn't there anymore. So it, it, it felt less to me. And, you know, um, now, can I tell the story? Yeah. Uh, what happened? So I snapped, I snapped um, Kevin. So it's 6.30 on a Saturday. Con ends at 7. Right? You have to get the fuck out of Davis before you're getting run over by people. So... We get there. We're about to leave. Our friend Chris is like, yo, dude, 6.30, we're out. All right? We're all right, 6.30. And then we're leaving. Did you pass the One Piece video game? Yeah. That people were waiting. It's a mine. So we get into that. So we're going, and then we see it, and Teddy's like, oh, look at those girls. They're really attractive. And, um, and Teddy was like, yo, Chris, go talk to him. And then he's like, come here, go be his uh, wingman. I'm like, say less. You want me to do something? I'll do it. So I'll go, and I pulled the press card. I'm like, hey, I'm part of, you know, X, Y, and Z. Uh, we're wondering, I know Comic Con's closing in the next 30 minutes. Do you think we get a chance to play with this game? And they're like, yeah, sure. You just got to wait in line. But I'm like, yeah, no worries. Somebody's just still working on the games. And then uh, and I had to be professional. I was like, hey, so, you know, when does this game come out? You know, what console is it? Blah, blah, blah. And then Teddy comes in, and then Teddy repeats the same thing that I say, right? And then this little, and then there's a small little person, and there was like a front, like on the side. It was not even a line. And the lady's like, oh, you can go. And there we go. And then one of her friends was like, no, stop. This person was in the way. So I was like, you guys lie to us. Mind you, people working these the video game booths were like seven feet tall, brawly gets luck. And the moment when I said, you guys lie to us, they flipped the switch. They were mean to me. They were like, excuse me. you. I didn't know that our person. They bullied us. They, they, they literally bullied me, Kevin, and Ted. Because when we got to the line, they are like, oh, no, this is not your booth. Oh, wait, that's not your booth. No, that's not your booth. They, we felt attacked. We were, and I have their names too, because I told them I was going to talk about them too. So, um, give me a second, where I get their names. Did I even say that? All right. So, one name was Marisa, and the other one was Rochelle. Those two, shout out to you guys. But you guys were bullies to me and my friends. 
my seven feet tall jack women telling us that we couldn't play a game and bullying us and making fun of us. You guys, you guys are really mean people. 100%. And then at the end of it, we're leaving and then we didn't get a pen. So Teddy sees his other group girls. I'm going to go talk to her see if I can get a pen. We go off to her. We start talking to her. He starts talking to her. And then she's like, oh yeah, my brother's actually giving out our exclusive pens, which shout out to the brother. We got like exclusive One Piece pins that are part of the game. And then the um, Rochelle, which we, me and Teddy started calling the bully. We were like, oh shit, that's the bully. We told our friend, like, she's the one that was being mean to us. She's the one that, you know, pushed us against the wall, threw us around, ragdoll us, gave us a little elbow drop. Off the top like, rope. Off the top, off the table. She was really, for a seven foot person who literally, if a pit bull could have been a human being. There you go. Seven feet, brolic, walking like a freaking... Sumo, not a sumo wrestler, that'd be mean. Uh, more like a like a bodybuilder. Like a unit, a full unit. Yeah, yeah a full unit. Rochelle and Maurice, I'm probably pronouncing the last person's name wrong, just bullied us and made us cry and kind of ruined Comic-Con for the rest of the week. But no, honestly, no, those guys were so sweet. They were so nice to us. We bantered around a little bit. They made us feel, you know, loved. And she was like, at the end, they're like, thank you guys for, you know, fucking around with us because... We try to do that with everyone else, and everyone's not having it. They just want to play the game. You guys actually, because at the end of the day, you're you're waiting in line with, for these kids and these grown men coming to play a video game. You're standing in line. You're bored. Like you can't really do anything. So to have somebody come and banter with you like that, like I was glad we were able to do something nice for those people um, that were just basically standing in the area for literally from 10 a.m. and until like 7 p.m. So can you imagine just not able to move around or see anything? You're in one booth waiting for the next person to stop. Go ahead. Stop. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, so to, to make them feel happy and, you know, have them laugh and enjoy our some company of people that are at the convention, it's nice. I mean, guys, if you guys go to conventions, don't be so serious when you're waiting in line. But then try to make the people working there happy and enjoy their life. Yeah, because managing all those lines all day can get monotonous. People can be just straight up mean. Yeah, and it's just like, yo, like we're all here for the same reason. Like yeah. Comic Con is open till like late, like eight o'clock, yeah. nine. Enjoy some banters. Don't be so super serious. Yeah, have have a good day at Comic Con. Yeah. It's it's always a great time. Um, oh, it's hundred percent. So once again, thank you to Rochelle, Maurice, and whoever else that was. I can't remember your name. You guys were all bullies. You guys all mashed together to me like three head. There you go. It's like uh, what is it, Cerberus? Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get some Greek mythology. Greek. Yeah, show, show that we're smart over here. Yeah, I try. I'm a scholar. But you know what but, I also well, wanted to Before do. you go, before you go, what was that one thing? Because you're not really like, comic books, you're like, eh, you know you a little bit. What was that one thing where you're like, oh my fucking God, that's so cool that you saw? So for me, for me, the biggest thing was the One Piece booth, both of them. Yeah. It, like the setups alone and just the way they presented the property the giant Luffy in the middle of yeah. uh, like, like we took pictures next to it. Like yeah. the pictures kind of puts it in perspective of how freaking giant this thing was. And when I went there, whenever we got lost, we were like, meet up. Yep. We have meet up for you. The beacon, yeah. the beacon of hope for Comic-Con in case you get lost. You like if you don't know where anything else is, but we know where Luffy is, you know where Luffy is, meet there. Yeah. So the one piece booth was something else to see. Also, yeah. I want. I wish the, I wish the ship was like the question you have. You were able to go on it yeah. and walk around. 
That would have been cool, but it was all inflatable. It, that that was a majority, like a Dragon Ball thing. The Shenron hanging from the ceiling yeah. was inflatable. Grant you, I don't think you want no, like a heavy. Look at, look at you knowing the name of that. Yeah, I I, Dragon Ball. I would say I know more than One Piece, but yeah. you don't want like a twenty-ton Shenron hanging from the ceiling. God forbid. I mean, <laughs> you'll, you'll someone's gonna get crushed. But um, oh. the thing that stuck out to me most, and you took pictures by this booth or of the artwork. Um, there was a booth in the back right corner that was selling these, like, I don't want to call them rainbow pictures, but, like, the, the aesthetic was, like, neon, like... Oh, yeah, you and Joe saw it as well. So there was a picture, and, like, this is the shout-out to the artist. I wish I got the name. I would have promoted it day in, day out. Um, there was a... It was, like, you walk one way, and it was Red's team from, from the original Pokemon games. And then you walk the other way, and it switches to Gary's team. Yeah, that'd be like blue, blue, blue. blue. Well, you know, Gary, you know, the whole deal. But yeah, like the artistry at Comic Con. Like a shout out to all the artists. I guess if you listen to this, I don't know. Yeah. But if you were there, shout out to you because they're uber talented. Like beyond mm. what like they like is just expected of them. Like it is so damn cool to go see all the different artwork. There are people doing like carvings of wood. There were you yeah. took a picture. I think it was of like uh, it was like a top down view of like a Pokemon game. Oh yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah, like dude, what the exact yeah. setting was. I don't know. No, it was yeah, a, a wild squirter came out and you're red. That's what it was. So like it's stuff like that that is so creative, so cool to see, and it's like these people like come to these cons and like, yeah, people buy their stuff, but like, I don't think there's enough focus on them, especially at these events as big as it is. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to all the artists at Comic-Con. Oh, no. Once again, Comic-Con, thank you so much for letting us be a part of it. You know, literally in our backyard. Thank you so much. But of course it goes without saying Comic-Con was a time. It's great to see everybody out there. It was just, it, it's always great. It's always great to be in touch with the community and just, being around everybody, it, it, it's good. It, it gets you all nice and warm inside. That uh, that fuzzy feeling on the inside. But what does give you that feeling is more episodes of the Get Comfy Podcast. Get Comfy Lowdown and Get Comfy Game Break every single Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all major listening platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and of course, the Believe Network. I've been Kalo, joined by the one and only. I've been Rochelle, a.k.a. Aim on the Mic. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.